0: When we first spotted it, it was walking along a gravel bar. It had a swagger. It knew it was the toughest bear in the neighborhood. And when we began to call, it splashed right into the river, swam across, got to our side. We couldn't see it anymore. Welcome back to Ballistic Chronicles. We're in our mini-series here is called How to Be a Bear Hunter. This is the second episode. You are welcome to skip around, listen to the first one, listen to the last one, jump around. But what we're trying to do here is turn people who aren't bear hunters into bear hunters. We're going to break it down, work through the steps. We're going to talk about processes, the mentality, the the way of thinking that you adopt when you become a bear hunter. And I'm going to give you a lot of my own philosophy along the way, and you can take it and use it or take it and discard it. Today's episode is going to be all about judging black bears, uh, that, that bear that you've spotted. It might be across the canyon. It might be walking down the middle of the road. What is it and how big is it? Black bears are easy to distinguish from brown bears or grizzly bears, but only after you've studied the differences. And you got to look at a lot of bears to really Be good at this, but first of all, color is not a reliable indicator of what the animal is. A black bear can come in any shade from white to black, from cinnamon to, to brown. All these all these different phases of black bears are out there. In some areas, they're gonna be almost all black. And in other areas, like where we hunt in eastern Oregon and in Idaho, there's a lot of color phase bears in those places. Sometimes a brown bear or A grizzly bear has silver-tipped guard hairs that um, will give it a grizzled look. And there'll be times when you'll see a bear across a canyon in a place like uh, Montana, for instance, where you really have a hard time telling at a glance whether this is a grizzly bear or a black bear. It's important to uh, know the differences, and that's probably the first place to start. So three physical features that distinguish brown bears from black bears... Brown bears have kind of a dished-in face and a large hump above the shoulders. Brown bear's claws are going to be longer, up to like four inches long, and a black bear has usually a straight facial profile, and it doesn't have the hump of the brown bear. Its claws are going to be shorter, uh, maybe up to one and a half inches long, and some black bears, in fact a lot of them, have a patch of white hair on their chests. When you have spotted a a bear, you're squinting through the binoculars and you're looking at it, you're trying to determine maybe what the sex is first, and and that's an important thing, especially if there's other bears in the area. You want to know that if it's in the springtime, two bears together in the springtime, that could be a sow and a cub, or it could be a sow and a boar. And bears maybe one of the hardest animals to judge until you've looked at lots of them. One of the things I do when I'm trying to determine the sex of a bear on sight is I look at the shape of the body. There's a real difference between the shape of an adult female bear and an adult male bear, especially as they get bigger and older. Um, Attitude is another thing. A lot of times a big boar will be walking along swinging his head. He's almost got a swagger, while a smaller animal that knows there's a big boar in the neighborhood might be looking over his shoulder just to try to keep from getting blindsided by a bigger bear. If there's cubs with the bear that is going to be a female so you have two Two bears together—that might be a little harder. Two two smaller bears with a larger bear. That's probably a female with cubs. Uh, it's very important to learn what is legal in the state or province you're hunting. I was in the position of being in Oregon, where you may take a female with a yearling. That is a legal animal, and the and the yearling is also a le- legal animal in Oregon. Right across the border in Idaho, a female with a yearling. Neither of those animals are legal. You go to Minnesota and you see a sow with cubs or a sow with a cub. The sow is actually legal in that instance. And you've got to determine, okay, what's legal in the place where I'm hunting and what am I willing to take? And so you really got to look at the bear uh, and determine whether it's the bear you want to take or if it's the bear that's even legal to take. So that you think about it at the time of year, bears are typically breeding in June or July. so if you see two bears together in late May or in June, that's potentially a boar and a sow. A breeding pair. In the fall, if you see a bear with a smaller bear, it's more likely gonna be a female with a cub. And that cub may may weigh, you know, just thirty pounds, between thirty and seventy five pounds, while the sow might weigh 100 to 150, 200 pounds. Lone bears in some cases are tougher to judge. What I like to do is I look at the head and imagine a triangle between the bear's nose and its ears and the point of the triangle being the tip of the nose and the base, that part of of the triangle between the ears. If the sides of the triangle are longer than the base, it's either a young male or a female. And on a bear with all three sides of the triangle that seem to be more like equal, you're looking at a big trophy male. That might be a little bit harder to figure out that kind of geometry on the fly if you haven't looked at a lot of bears but if you have looked at a bunch of bears you know what i'm talking about this will make more sense the more bears that you see. Also, look at the relative size of the ears. This is another indicator that I've always looked at. Small ears and a large head usually mean a large bear. And a bear with ears that appear large and legs that appear long is probably going to be a younger bear. So, if those ears are small and they're on the side of the head, that's probably an older bear. Its head is Had a chance to grow. Next, look at the front feet. If they look big, it could be a male, and even younger males have bigger front feet. And this is—we're all—we're speaking in generalities here, and and every bear is an individual. And I think I'm going to come back to this over and over in the course of this series. We like to speak in generalities about these animals, but I'm convinced that you can't. Just say a bear will do this, and a bear will do that because I've seen bears come to a call just like they're on a string, and they come run into the call well, another bear will turn around and run the other direction, and another bear will sit down and listen there's a lot going on in the in that bear's world. it might have to deal with wolves it's going to react differently to a call in an area where where it might run into a wolf than if it's the uh, the top predator in the area. So every bear is an individual. We One of the things we've been told, and I've said a lot over the years, and I don't say anymore, is that bears have poor eyesight. I'm convinced that some bears have poor eyesight and some bears have good eyesight. And it probably comes down to uh, a genetics. And, and then there's might be some bears don't rely on their eyesight as much as other bears. I know that I've had bears spot me across a canyon. And I i would say that bear has good eyesight. And I've been you know around other bears that didn't even seem to see me. We got to more and more, we have to say, these bears are individuals. Each one's going to be different than every other bear. When you go after a black bear, you're probably not going to take the first bear you find. It's illegal and most places to hunt cubs or sows with cubs. And if a trophy is desired, a really a big animal or one with really good hair, for a rug, it just becomes more difficult. You got to be more selective and you're looking for a bear that doesn't have rub spots on the hide where maybe it's been scratching against boulders or trees. If you're looking for a Boone and Crockett bear with a really big skull, you're going to have to look for one a really big head and and some old older bears, they don't have as big a heads as some other older bears. So you you may look at several bears before you find one that you're willing to take. And, and a lot of times we end our seasons without a bear. And, and that's fine. This is a real trophy hunt. Regardless of the size of the animal we end up with, it's okay to go home without an animal. It might mean you pass up the only bear you see and, and never spot another, but that's part of the challenge. And color phases of bears vary greatly, even within a region up in the, among the Olympic bears, black pelt is the most common sightings in Oregon lead people to believe that black phase bears outnumber other color phases four to one. In one study in Willow County, 46% of black bears had brown coats, 26% had black coats, 24% were blondes, and 4% were cinnamon. In Alaska, black-coated bears are more common, but cinnamon bears are sometimes seen in south-central Alaska and the southeast mainland. What it comes down to for me is quickly, when I'm trying to judge black bears, I look at the animal's head, I look at the ears, the spacing, and the size of the ears, and then do its legs appear long, or do its legs appear short? If the legs are short in appearance at first glance, that can often mean that it's got a big belly and a big belly is indicative of an older animal that's been feeding really well and this is probably a bigger animal it's probably got a great coat and that's a bear that is worth taking so some of this stuff is subjective but if you are excited about that animal and it's a legal bear get in position and get ready to take that animal and pat yourself on the back to sum up look at the shape of the body. Try to determine, is this a male or a female? Look at its attitude. Is it the boss bear or is it a bear that is looking out for another bigger bear that's in the area? Are there cubs with it? Two bears together in the spring? Uh, Probably a male and a female if it's late spring or if it's early spring, it could be a female and her cub. Learn what's legal in state or the province you're hunting and try to get as much time watching bears as you can. If that means watching them on videos, that's a good idea too. Sometimes we get it wrong and even getting it wrong, we get it right. I called in a bear for my daughter when she was 12 years old and she shot it and that bear, when we first spotted it, it was walking along a gravel bar. It had a swagger It knew it was the toughest bear in the neighborhood. And when we began to call, it splashed right into the river, swam across, got to our side. We couldn't see it anymore. When it came out of the brush, she got her shot and she got her bear. Later that day, we called another bear um, in a canyon just about a mile away. When that second bear showed up, my immediate reaction was, this is a small bear, but it's a legal bear. And Todd said, Gary, um, what's it look like? And I said, it's big. Because I wanted Todd to shoot it. I knew it was big enough. What I thought was a smaller bear was actually just as big a bear as the one my daughter had shot in the morning. The difference was the perspective. I was above the bear instead of being below it this time. And looking at it and looking at its attitude, I got a completely different read on it. But both bears taped out the same from nose to tail. Both good bears for the area and both hunters super stoked. Hey guys, if you like this episode, tell your friends, hit like and subscribe and come back and download the next episode. Start at the first one, skip around, or start at the last episode, work backwards, we dare ya, we double dog dare ya.